today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Front center for all of us today is what happened in Barcelona yesterday, of course. Uh, another vehicle driven down a road filled with pedestrians. As of we speak right now, the, uh, the death toll is at 14 and many, many more injured in this terrorist attack that occurred in Spain yesterday. Joining us to talk about this is Phil Gursky, President and CEO of Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting, as he joins us here on the Bill Kelly Show. Morning, Phil. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm well, Bill. How are you today? Good. Uh, I, again, I, I want to say this shocked us yesterday, but this is the eighth attack in, in Europe in the last eight months. Uh, there's a pattern here, isn't there? Well, there certainly is, and the pattern is is that the, the terrorist plots are getting simpler and simpler to carry out. So, you know, we all know that getting access to a vehicle is simple. Most people own vehicles. And I think what's happening is people that are carrying out these these incidents are actually finally paying attention to what the terrorist groups have been saying. They've been saying it for years. It's, you know, um, just do what you can. Uh, if you can't build a bomb, that's okay. You can take a knife from your kitchen, or you can drive your car into a crowd. So it, it's what, this is going to sound awful, but I call it Nike terrorism. Just do it. And, and it looks like people are finally paying attention, and we're seeing the results. This is a this is almost the new normal now, isn't it? This this vehicular homicide that's going on. I think it is, but we got to be really 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 careful with this, Bill. It is the new normal, but it's still rare, right? This is the first major attack in Spain since two thousand and four. So it's been thirteen years since an attack in Spain. So yes, it, you know we're seeing it across European cities. Um, you know, every couple of weeks you hear of one, but it's not daily. This is not Mogadishu, and it's not Kabul, where, where attacks really are daily, and and the death toll in, in like in in. Uh, in Kabul and Afghanistan, for example, they lose 13 people every attack twice a day as opposed to once every six months. So I'm not trying to downplay the, the severity of the attack in Spain, but let's keep it in perspective. Well, let's let's talk about the perspective on this. Uh, when, when things like this occur, the question that always comes out, is this part of a greater effort uh, by, by terrorists? Is this organized? Is, is this part of a terror network? Are, are we clear on exactly who these people were and what their their motivation was, Phil? Not yet. I mean, the motivation is clear. They are Islamist extremists, so they buy yeah. into this, this grandiose notion that Islam's under attack and it's all the West's fault, and we, we got we got to hit back. What we don't know, Bill, is are they directed? Are they inspired? Are they trained? Looks like the second attack, which took place, I think, late last night, early this morning, a uh, bunch of guys in a van in a, in a town about 100 kilometers south of Barcelona, they were wearing fake suicide vests, which tells you something. It means they probably weren't trained because they couldn't build a real suicide vest. So it's a bit of all the above. But the ideology underlying it is pretty well similar. It's all about this notion that, hey, this is you know this is how we see the world. And this is how we're going to impose it on you. And and we saw the response yesterday, of course, just after the attack. Of course, uh, uh, you know, ISIS claimed uh, responsibility for this. But it, and I'm not again as as you, uh, I'm not trying to be catty about this and be flippant about this. But I mean, ISIS probably claimed responsibility for the thunderstorm we had yesterday too. Anytime well, they see something like this, they want to jump on side and say, yeah, that was us. Oh, you're absolutely right, Bill. I mean, you know, it, it, may, it may very well be them. They may have been inspired. They may have downloaded ISIS bullshit material from the internet, whatever kind of thing. But it doesn't matter because it doesn't cost ISIS anything to claim it. And if they do claim it, especially now when ISIS is under a lot of a lot of pressure in Iraq and Syria, you know, they've lost Mosul. They're going to lose Raqqa. They're, they're, they're shrinking. They're not growing like they were two years ago. So for them to say, hey, we're still here and we're, we're behind the attack makes us look bigger than we probably are. Yeah, and I, I, interesting about that, that you mentioned what's going on right now in the Middle East and, and the attacks on, on ISIS right now and what's happening in, in what we thought was their stronghold. But it's, uh, it's, it's, it's sort of like, you know, jello. I mean, as soon as you push it one way, it goes someplace else because now we're hearing stories, Phil, that, uh, that ISIS is starting to rear its ugly head and actually gain a foothold in Indonesia now. So it's, it's, it's like they're looking for someplace. Okay, there's too much pressure here. We're going on here. 
but but we still don't know yet just what kind of an extent they have. I mean, these people could have been acting alone. They could have been people who just said, hey, we want to kill some people today, which I, I guess, you know, on the other hand, is of little consequence to the people that were on that street in Barcelona yesterday. Well, you're right. And if you allow me two personal plugs that I appreciate. Please. I mean, first of all, I've, I've talked about this a lot on my blog. I do. Yeah, that's where I saw it, yeah. About people just wanting to kill because they like to kill. Secondly, um, I have a book coming out in about a month that talks about, you know, post-ISIS, where these guys go next. And in fact, I do talk about Indonesia. I talk about North Africa. I talk about parts of, you know, the Arabian Peninsula and parts of India. Like, they are people who are inspired by this kind of garbage are already in place around the world. Now, whether or not we're going to see the same severity and and sort of, uh, you know, state structure as we saw in Iraq is, is, is unlikely. But the, problem, the, the bottom line is this isn't going to go away anytime soon. And, you know, last week there was a, an ex uh, head of MI5, which is the British uh, equivalent of CSIS, where mm-hmm. he used to work, who said, we're in this for 20 to 30 years. And I had to sort of smile at myself saying, well, I've been saying 20 to 50 years when I would give my talk. So unfortunately, it's with us to say it's not going to be daily, especially not in a place like Canada. But it's not going to disappear anytime soon. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.